What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, White Claw, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. We are back with some hot fire today. This is a live question and answer office hours that I recently did on YouTube where we got 46 of the most popular questions that someone just like you has that I'm going to help answer. Now, before I get into some of these amazing questions that I thought were really good and really interesting answers, if you want to take part of a future office hours, I'd love to have you there. So make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at Noah Kagan. So you will never miss one of these free office hours where I can answer any one of your business questions. Here's a few of the questions of the 46 that people asked. First, the law of 100. So this is exactly how people are able to get to the level of success and not quit when times get tough. Number two is your mindset and self-care. So what are the exact mantras I use when I'm telling myself I'm about to quit and how to keep going? And lastly, business growth and strategy. AppSumo is on track to do almost $80 million in revenue this year, which is bonkers given I started for $50 in a weekend 13 years ago. So how do other people figure out their own business growth and strategy, figure out competition and build confidence when building a business? This is just a few of the really interesting questions that y'all asked and I answered. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. So send me feedback at Noah Kagan on Twitter, at Noah Kagan on Instagram. Before you dive in the show, we are closing our book launch team on December 1st. So I have a book, Million Dollar Weekend. You're going to hear a lot about it in January. That's when it launches. But right now we have the launch team. So they get to see all the behind the scenes of everything going on in the book. They get help with their own businesses. They get free audio and digital versions and a lot more other things in accountability group, plus more. So again, if you're interested in being part of our launch team, which is a really special process, I'm excited to have you there. Email me, book at okdork.com. Also, special pre-show shout out to listener Tyler Yost. Praise to Rabbi Can't Lose. In this review, you're going to learn three key things about this podcast. One, it's an instantly actionable content. Two, Noah interviews really well. Three, Noah cares about your friends. Text a friend and tell them you love them. Hey, dog, love you. Ever left a podcast review? This might be my favorite review ever. Thank you so much, Tyler, and every other one of you gorgeous people. If you're on Apple or if you're on Spotify, can you take one second to leave a review? I think it helps in the rankings. Also, it's just really, really cool to hear that you're listening to the show and taking action for yourselves. All right, let's get you some ear nuggets. All right, questions from you guys. I'm just going to go right into it. Have I been to the Comedy Mothership? Yes, Joe Rogan's comedy thing in Austin. I went, I left early. Is it possible for a market to be truly saturated? No. Are there better markets, million dollar or billion dollar markets or trillion dollar markets to play in that are easier for you to succeed? Yes. Most people spend way too much time in markets that are too small or declining and on ideas that are not really million-dollar opportunities because no one wants them. What is step one of entrepreneurship? There are two steps of entrepreneurship, but the most important step is the one you take today. That's the number one thing, which is what are you doing right now during the show? Get off your phone and do something right now. That is the step. What The success of entrepreneurship is the amount of experiments you're willing to take. Looking good. Hey, you look great too, Emil. You were part of the book launch team. Loom acquisition by Atlassian. I had a, some equity in Loom. I didn't get paid on it though. I got equity at one and a half billion. They sold it at 975 million. So because it was over, I didn't get any. But I think it's awesome. I think, um, I don't know how it fits into the acquisition of Atlassian in terms of their strategy. We're a customer of both and I love Loom. I really love Atlassian. I don't know where the billing comes in, but my guess is that there's a lot of distribution there and it's a gateway drug. You know, AppSumo is going to be doing an acquisition this year. In terms of acquisitions, I like to think, how can you test something? One of the AppSumo values, which if you guys don't know, AppSumo.com is the company I helped run and I started. How do you test and then invest? And I think so many people like to invest and do all this stuff without knowing if it'll actually work. Test, then invest. And I'm guessing they saw some data around video or sharing on a consumer level that they can turn it into their product. How do you give a newsletter evaluation? I don't know what the valuation is. I guess there's generally a few different areas of valuation, like discounted cash flows, 
ideally the best way of evaluation is a strategic valuation, which is like, it is an asset that's just not based on your actual performance, meaning not your revenue minus expenses, your profit, but the actual strategic value to another business where they'll pay more multiple for what you actually do. Ooh, this is really interesting. Can you talk about how billionaires think differently? Let's just start with billionaires because I've, I've met a lot of them. My friends are billionaires. They hire people. That's number one. That's not the number one, but that is one thing. They hire people. Mark Manson had a good quote around this stuff. To become a billionaire, generally, you're thinking something that other people don't think. You do it, and it turns out to be right. And so I do think you have to consider what is an area that is likely going to be larger that I can have an advantage in, and it turns out to be right. I think that's number two, which is what's the area of opportunity where the market is going to be at least a million or a billion dollars. Most people are playing in the $1,000 market, and it makes it much more competitive for them. Third, they stick with it. So I talked about Law 100, which is do something 100 times. So 100 videos, 100 emails, 100 podcasts, 100 uh, dates, whatever it is. Most people give up too soon. And most millionaires get rich after sticking with something for some time. Billionaires have stuck with it for 20 to 30 years plus. What up, Frank Denbo? Thank you, man. Any advice on growing the Inflection community, YouTube? We have some great videos not doing the thumbnails and shorts, but so many will break through aside from a few shorts on Instagram. So yeah, stick with it. Let me go look at your channel. I think stick with the law in 100 more than anything right now. Just get consistent in putting out videos. You have a lot of videos, it looks like, coming out. Get to 100 videos. I think more than anything, commit to the law of 100. Don't worry about data. Don't worry about your AVD or whatever Mr. Beast is doing. Just worry about yourself and getting to 100 videos. And I promise you, you'll start seeing the results. Most people give up 10, 15, but that's not you, Frank. It seems like every software company is becoming AI. On AppSumo.com, we sell a lot of tools with AI. We built some AI into our own backend. It's definitely, I would say, a hype cycle. Crypto was hype. Remember crypto? So funny, by the way, go on YouTube and look up all the influencers who are talking about crypto, and now they talk about AI. They're like, oh, I'm a crypto influencer. I'll teach you about crypto. And now they teach you about AI. I'm like, I hate you people. So I think there's ways of leveraging it that it's great. But what's missing with most of the AI stuff is that what's the problem you're solving and do people want to give you money for it? A lot of the technology just accelerates or leverages the ability to accomplish things. And so how do you find things that people actually want? So writing people want, traveling people want, text-to-speech people want. Like an example of something I was even looking for today there's a really popular YouTube video. And I wanted to know what's the one or two things that's really popular about this video. So there's probably something with AI that can understand why there's a certain sections of the video content that's popular. Again, though, is that something people pay for or want, whether it's AI or the thing that comes out in the next five years? Do you think it's possible to become a millionaire without the grind with working a couple hours a day or hard work is a must? I don't think you have to work very hard. And there's the generic cliche, well, like, if you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. Oh, my God. So cheesy shit. I think if you find something that's either very high value that people want, or you just generally enjoy it, with AppSumo, to give you an example, the first year I started it, I made 300000 I didn't make it. I didn't even make money until year five. The second year, we did $3 million. So I wasn't working that hard. I was working infrequently. And as we took it more seriously, now it's on track to eventually get to $100 million a year in revenue, which is absurd. So it is possible. I think find something you enjoy working on is a more important answer. But yes, I don't think you have to go insane on work. You just have to stick with it for some period of time. If you grind faster, yeah, you'll probably get your, be a millionaire status sooner. And I will tell you, being a millionaire and making millions of dollars a year is awesome. It's just awesome. Like It's a great feel that I went to dinner last night and I was able to help pay for more dinner than other people because I don't have to worry about it. Or I can fly. I'm flying home first class. First class is pretty awesome. <laughs> 
it, it's awesome to be able to do these things or be able to pay for other people and treat yourself to nice things. I can tell you a time I was in Thailand. I was 23. Yeah, maybe I had like a few thousand dollars to my name. And I slept on a train. It was from like the middle of Thailand, Bangkok up to the north, like Luang Prabang. And I slept in the stairwell of the train because I was so cheap. I was like, give me the cheapest. And they're like, this is below the local level. And now I, I, being a millionaire is dope, man. So I would say you, everyone should do entrepreneurship because you learn about yourself and everyone should be a millionaire or at least try it so that you can see, hey, what kind of lifestyle actually can I live? Maybe I like it. These live streams, why I don't do them more often, I was actually doing them more often relative to the amount of time they take and the energy they take. One, I love them. I do it for free. I just love showing up. I love interacting with you. For 200 people that are here and it's super intimate is great, but could I do some work on AppSumo.com? Could I be with my girlfriend? Could I do something for fun? Or could I make a video that could reach more people? And so with all of us, it's, it's about our return on time. And so just be mindful. So for me, I just still like it. So that's why I always have done it for the past few years, once a month. But from a like opportunity cost, it's pretty high. And then in terms of YouTube videos on my channel, I love your guys' feedback. One of the things I'm considering is doing more videos about how I run AppSumo, like behind the scenes of how we run a $100 million actual business. And then maybe a little bit less of these like viral Noah on the street. I think I'd still like to interview billionaires and millionaires that, are, that I find interesting. I'm curious, do you guys more videos about just who I am and how I help run AppSumo with all these other people? Yeah, you know, I think I was really ashamed of making millions a year or being worth millions of dollars. And I, I think I was ashamed of enjoying the money for a long time. I worked hard and very long and had a lot of suffering and a lot of challenges, just like all of you have your own challenges. So yeah, lately, I'm like, I'm proud of myself. And I think it's good for us to all be proud of ourselves. And there's, there's a balance between pride and cocky. By the way, it pisses me off. There's so many people on YouTube that are poor and they're lying to you and they're fiction gurus trying to teach you bullshit. This is one of my crypto accounts. Anyways, it just really irritates me because it's a disservice to everyone who works hard. And I will tell you, I just got almost hacked. Do you guys want to hear that story? That was kind of crazy. Almost lost a million. Someone called this site and said they were my wife and said I was dead. And they were going to get this money withdrawn to their account. I'm not dead. I have a serious girlfriend, but we're not married. That was very concerning to lose. You know, a million dollars would suck to lose. How would I prevent the hacking of someone saying I'm dead? One, I moved most of my online stuff offline. Two, it's actually great if you have someone try to hack you. So I've hired people to try to hack me. And it's a way to actually see where the vulnerabilities are so that you can say, hey, if they could get it, what are my preventative measures? It is a bad thing. Luckily, they didn't do it. You should actually test it so that you can see where your opportunities or your weaknesses are. We do it, you know, same thing at AppSumo.com. How do we intern for AppSumo? Right now, I will tell you, we're hiring a video editor for this channel, as well as a shorts editor to help us make shorts. There's a lot of you guys who seem to be doing that stuff or know people who are doing that stuff. If you know a video editor or shorts editor, definitely looking for people to help us with the channel. So if you know anyone who's available, that's really good. I'd appreciate you letting me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. Just DM me on Twitter with their YouTube link of any other content. So again, hiring a video editor for short and long across all of our content. We travel, we have fun, you meet cool people, you learn business. Hit me up, frankly, anywhere if you're a video editor and know anyone. Dude, TikTok is such garbage. I know it makes me feel like a boomer, but I'm into shorts. I'm into YouTube. I don't do Snapchat anymore. I'm a hip with it, my friend. But TikTok, I just go on there and every time I'm like, we're being tricked, people. I guess all these bullshit YouTubers are like, you're in the matrix. I don't know what that is, but that's TikTok. TikTok is the matrix that tricks the shit out of you. TikTok is total trash. TikTok is the Florida. 
of the internet. I like hating on Florida. It's like one of my new favorite things. Let me go through your questions. Any advice on motivation? What up, my man? Everybody has ups and downs, but apart from discipline, do you have anything that helps you when you're going through a low motivation period? I'm going to give you counterintuitive advice. If you're feeling low motivation, just go be lazy as shit. Just go embrace it. I was feeling real low motivation this morning. And so I just played chess for probably about four and a half, five hours. And I think what we do is we're like, no, I should be motivated. And that's the part that makes it really horrible. I would lean into the laziness, lean into the distractions and the drugs and the drinking. Just kidding, mom, no drugs. Whatever it is, lean into it. Now, the two other things I would think about when you're low motivation is maybe think about where it's coming from. Is it coming from because you actually just don't like the things you're doing? Which I would say that most successful, richest people I know are all really angry. They were told they suck. They were proven wrong. And it creates an opportunity for them to prove other people wrong themselves. And so maybe just thinking about what's going on, where this is coming from. The last two or three things around motivation, I think, make huge differences. Number one, make sure you had a good night's sleep. A lot of times when I'm in a bitchy mood, it's because I didn't sleep well. So I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't sleep. Or last night I had some beers and vermouth and wine. <laughs> and then you don't sleep well. And then, yeah, of course you're not as motivated. Last two things. One, go for a walk or get your blood flowing. And three, call someone who will support you. That's just going to either tell you, hey, you're being a little bitch. Get off your ass. Or they'll say, hey, man, it's okay. Give yourself a break. But find someone who is kind of always on your side. And I have, you know, my girlfriend, Mafe is there. My buddy, Adam Gilbert's always there. And sometimes, you know, I tell you, I go on some of these different sites. I go on YouTube and I see people copy our videos. Or then I go on Twitter and people upset me with something they post. And then I realize it's all in my control. So I just block them. Beep. Muted. Beep. Blocked. That's it. Easy button. How do you build a good team? I think that's been something I'm working on. So a lot of people just, by the way, problems don't go away no matter how old or how wealthy or poor you are. It's just a problem. You're all going to have problems. We all have problems. So on our YouTube channel, a lot of the team is is transitioning. I don't, it's not quitting like they're like, screw you. They're like, hey, they have other things to aspire in their life. And I, and I felt disappointed the past two weeks because I really like these people. We've made some really great content together. And I, I think I've, it's discouraged me and I, I felt frustrated about this. And, you know, I like these videos. I like you guys watching them and taking action from it. And so, you know, give yourself some time that it may not going to feel good and that's okay. And then eventually just be patient, move forward and it'll be okay. One of my favorite shows is The Art of Accomplishment. It's a podcast and he has this phrase that says, and that's okay. And I just like that phrase. And that's okay. That's it. What is the offer for buying the books? Again, mdwbook.com. It looks like, I don't know, five, 10 of you already have grabbed it. Email me the receipt. We have a private group on Slack where you can be involved with me. You get to talk to me. We have free weekend cohorts where we help you on your business, digital audiobooks versions of the book as well that you get included. And you see behind the scenes of the marketing, which is really interesting, and an accountability group. We're also giving out my income streams about exactly where I make my money from. There's no other mastermind bullshit upsell. I'm already rich. I don't need more of your money. But if you actually want to start your own business or you've been curious about entrepreneurship, this is the book that's going to help you solve that. I was biking this morning and I thought of a funny tweet, which is like, how to make a million dollars as an Uber driver. Number one, drive Uber. Number two, video that you drive Uber. Number three, sell a course about how to make a million dollars driving Uber. And I don't know how people are not more skeptical of all these people teaching them about business that ultimately have something to sell them. And so the question a lot of times to ask is like, what's the incentive? And for me, my idols, my gurus are Jeff Bezos. My idols, my gurus are the people who created Uber. My idols, my gurus are the ones where I can actually see their businesses and I admire and respect what they've done. And I think there's a lot of people out there that a lot of people like, and that's fine. There's a lot of different restaurants with different dishes. I like going to work out with people that are really fit. I like biking with pro cyclists, not someone who 
can tell me that they've done a lot of cycling. Do I have advice for being better on camera? Hire a coach. You know, my book is coming out. I'm, I hired two. I'm trying out two speaking coaches. I think that's a great way of doing it. I think, you know, recording yourself and reviewing it, that's it. It is a practice. The law of 100, do 100 videos. And I think the fact that you're reviewing it, have someone else review it, I think will make you really effective. This is super cool. How can my daughter stand out and differentiate herself in a sea of other IG experts? That's interesting. I think number one, it's results. So the problem I see with like a lot of SEO experts or YouTube experts or marketing experts, I ask them, let me see your channel. And their channel is always small. Like Patty Galloway, he's like the number one YouTube consultant. We hire him. He's got a big YouTube channel that he does by himself. He's walking the walk. So my suggestion for your daughter is get her channel big so that when she goes to people, it's like, oh, she knows what she's doing. The second thing you can do to differentiate yourself, I get hit up all the time, literally probably 10 to 15 times every day for short form content. Da, da, da. One out of 15 of them will actually send me an example for me that they put work into. And I think that's literally the easiest way to differentiate yourself, which no one else is doing. So those are two ways that I would approach it. I'm gauging interest in my SaaS real estate agents that would make property transactions super fast, but brokers around me aren't interested in sign up because my tech is too new. Any tips to get signups? Yes, stop doing what you're doing. I know, look, I'm working on my positivity, but this is literally why I wrote the book for someone like you. I can save you months of time. You are trying to sell them a solution to a problem they don't have. It's like me creating YouTube content of drinking Coke Zero. As much as I, I like drinking Coke Zero in Europe, I don't drink it as much in America, no one wants to watch it. So you have to figure out what is something they are, oh my God, if you had this, yes, I'll pay you right now for it and work from their problems, not yours. The property transaction may not be an issue if they've already closed the client. It may be something else. It may be actually getting clients, getting referrals or another option. But I think the first two are probably where I'd spend the most time in the real estate industry. Those would be areas I would spend more time on. I'm struggling in this corporate life to work in my business full time. Any tips to fight the sense of fear? Yeah, don't leave your corporate job. Get your business going. So when you leave your corporate job, you know that it can do it. That is how I've always approached it. I worked at mint.com. I made 100,000 a year and I made my freedom number. Everyone tell me your freedom number, which is the number you need to quit your job and live the way you want to live and do what you want to do. Mine was 3000, but don't do it until you get that going. I think this mentality of like, yeah, just burn the bridges and I'll go for it. It's foolish and you don't have to take that risk. The risky thing is staying at your shitty job that you don't like. That's risky. I would say, how do you take more swings, take more experiments, think about what your freedom number is, focus on that. And once you get that, then you'll probably get that within 12 months, if not sooner, then quit this shitty ass job. Is our company making 80 million? Yes. I actually think we'll, that's forecasted. I think we'll end up around 72 to 75 top line revenue. Any person that tells you the revenue, there's all these other costs that you have to be mindful of. We do not make 80 million. That's how much we generate. We pay out our partners, pay out the teammates. We pay out all the advertising and then we have some left that we distribute to the company and ourselves. I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch probably 10 hours a week on YouTube. That's probably the majority of my content. It's either YouTube or audiobooks. I find most podcasts, not all, it's like empty calories. It's like eating a candy bar. It tastes good, but I don't really do much from it. I find audiobooks get a lot more inspiration. I find YouTube stuff more educational. I love My First Million, Tim Ferriss's Fire. I don't follow a lot of these like bro science people. I don't follow Huberman. I don't follow Rogan. I don't follow Lex. Nothing wrong with it. I don't want to follow what everyone else is following. That's the God honest truth. You know who I follow? Simple stories in Spanish. <laughs> That's who I follow. This woman, I think she probably has like 10 listeners and she just has simple stories in Spanish. I like her a lot. I've listened to a few of the founders podcasts. Those are excellent. There are good podcasts out there. I think the way I prefer to approach it is is there a guest or a podcast episode specifically that I should pay attention to versus just kind of 
I think what happens is it feels like we're doing business by consuming this stuff, but it's not actually moving things forward. And so I would evaluate all the material you're consuming and think about what really made a difference. For me, a lot of the time, it's like an actual book I'm reading or particularly YouTube content. The most common pitfalls people make when starting a business is they don't start and they don't ask. Those are the two most common. The next two most common is they spend money to start their business and they spend a lot of time. Those are the four. That is literally why I wrote the book. If business was so easy and there's so much YouTubers showing you drop shipping crap and affiliate marketing crap, how come everyone who wanted to start a business hasn't started one yet? Or how come they haven't had success with it yet? So I think there's some things that I've been able to help understand that can solve that. And it's about starting and asking, not spending a lot of time and not spending a lot of money. And doing exactly that within, let's just call it a weekend. That's why the book is called Million Dollar Weekend. When do you call it quits on YouTube niche or keep going? I would like to believe that I'm never going to quit. Never gonna. I just like making content. Right now, I'm, I'm not feeling it, but you still have to keep going on it. But I'm not feeling like, oh, I have to kind of keep chasing on a treadmill. That's where I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel like a hamster. But for me, it's like, I like putting myself out there. I like you guys showing up. I like helping you and teaching you what I'm learning from AppSumo, what I learned being at Facebook, what I learned at Mint.com and all these other businesses. I enjoy it. I don't think there's ever any way well, I'll fully quit. Probably I'll be dead. Then I'll do it from the grave. How do you meet billionaires? Well, I'll tell you one way is if you become a multimillionaire, it makes it a lot easier to meet billionaires. The billionaires I've met, though, none of them have come easy. It's been through persistence. Also, you probably want to try to find the billionaires that are not on YouTube because they're actually probably not billionaires. You probably have billionaires or at least millionaires, if not multimillionaires, in your network. So think of someone in your network who's a doctor, lawyer, accountant, financial planner. A lot of these people have rich clients. And if you just ask someone within your network, eventually if you ask, you will get to someone who has money. How long did it take to go from 30,000 subscribers to where I am now? Three years. Three years. And each year, last year, I lost 300,000. The year before, I lost 100,000. This year, I'll probably lose 200,000. Sometimes, yeah, people are like, no, you're almost at a million subs. You're almost It's like, and yeah, I'm thinking about it a little bit more because people are mentioning it. But I, I want to come back to like, am I putting out content I'm proud of? That's it. And as long as you can do that, yes, you want the numbers to look good. But really, are you proud of it, number one? And if the numbers don't look good, okay, cool. I'm proud of it. And secondly, what can I learn from it? So I had a day job at Mint.com. I made 100000 I quit in nine months. So it took me nine months of trying businesses to get one that made me my $3,000 a month. That's why you have to start experimenting. You have to get started today because it does take time to find the thing that actually works. How hard did I work? I were actually was working insane because the opportunity was big. It was when Facebook platform opened. And I was working mornings, vacations, lunches, nights, weekends, during work. I was working a lot. I don't know this Iman Godzi. He's 85 million that lives in Dubai. I don't know anyone that I like that wants to live in Dubai. If you have an option to live in other places. Also, I, I don't know what the hell he did to get 85 million. I don't know. Sometimes this whole rich showing culture, the richest and the most interesting people are not showing it. So no shade on him. I haven't met him as a person. There are people sharing all, that I am impressed with. I don't know him well enough to have a, a strong critique. I don't fully understand where the, some of the numbers come from. It's just cool on YouTube. You can make up whatever you want on a title. How do I deal with burnout? I'm sure there's some bullshit answer, like you just don't get burnt out. I think burnt out is a little bit of a mindset. And I think it's just because people say it, now people do it. Burnout is just like, hey, I need a break. That's what it is. There's generally some root causes, like you don't like what you're working on. You're not making enough, meaning you're doing all this work and it's not producing what you think you're worth. You probably don't like who you're working with. And Really, if you can just find something that you never burn out from, that's the ideal scenario. So if it's making content, if it's doing sales, if it's a restaurant, if it's a service, if it's software, yeah, you probably have to think about how do you pace yourself. I think you should just stop saying burnt out. I think when people say it, they become it. 
if you just remove that word, you're going to probably not become burnt out. I think people using it all the time happens. I have some investors I'm talking to the game living streaming space. I have a pitch meeting a week. I've never pitched for VC money before. Any tips? Yeah. One, go look on YouTube right now for pitches. You could get the decks and the pitches of companies. And I would go look at ones that have raised a lot of money. And then secondly, I would record yourself and have someone else watch it and give you feedback so you can make sure your pitch is really tight. Again, I, I'm happy to promote my book because I love it. This is something to think about with yourself. What's the last thing you're really proud of? So this is a book that's exactly how I built AppSumo. It's exactly how I've helped literally thousands of people start and fail their own businesses with a lot of success. And it's something I've spent three years working on with beta readers. We're doing weekend free cohorts with readers. And the idea is if business is so easy, if there's so many gurus online, how come people aren't doing it? And how do we help them do it in a very short amount of time with no extra money? And it's through challenges, through stories, through simple writing. I would say very like funny, simple, quick writing that people can change their lives in a weekend. And that's what Million Dollar Weekend is. We're going to have a, we're having a launch team. So if you want to be part of it behind the scenes, it's closing December 1st. Uh, it's 30 bucks for the book, which is insane. I think that's for what you're going to be able to change your life for 30 bucks. Like sign me up for that. The book link is mdwbook.com. And if you email me, book at okdork.com, you can join the launch team. How would you go about finding your specific knowledge or unique ability? Two things. One, ask someone that you respect what they think it is and say, hey, what do you think my specific knowledge or unique ability is? The second thing that I believe is that it, what would you do for free? That's it. You know what I realized about most advice? Most of you know the answer some of the time. Obviously, I have expertise in running businesses and starting businesses. But you know the answer, and, and the, a lot of the reality is embracing the answer and having the courage to face the fear, the courage and the practice, which I'm still afraid of things. It's not like once you start making money, this fear goes away. It keeps coming. It's just different levels of fear. And you just keep going at it, and you keep courage and facing it and growing and feeling really good about yourself. Yeah, I mean, mental health about people looking for ideas. I think in general, this is a good call out. I think what people do is they enjoy the, the game or the play of business, but the actual fear of asking someone for money or putting yourself out there it, it is a little bit hard, but it's through simple practice and fun to make that easier for people to succeed with it. And it's just a practice like anything. Anytime if someone's done something for the first time, like what did I do recently? I think I was playing paddle, this game out here, and I sucked. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's your first time. But I think when we're not perfect and amazing our first times, we're really hard on ourselves. What have I cut out of my life to keep focused? The way I've looked at it in a different way is I have three things that are really matter to me. I got four, let's just say four, but it's like AppSumo, book, YouTube, girlfriend. And if it's not that, it's very easy for me to say no to these stuff. So that, that's more of what I've cut out. How many shots do you give to the project? It's hard to give you like three. Give three shots and then quit. That's why I do like talking about the law of 100. I think around that, it's like committing to something and sticking with it and seeing if it really works. Same with Million Dollar Weekend. You want to commit to a 48-hour period. I think just figure out whatever time bucket you can do. That Again, Law of 100 is one option or a weekend. Any audiobook recommendations? Yeah, let's go see. Go look at my recent audiobooks. This was a great one. The Comeback. I really liked it about Greg LeMond. American Icon is fire. This is really good about how Ford is run. I like Mel Brooks. I thought it was really good, if you're interested in that. Fire and Fury, like behind the scenes of the Trump administration. Oh, I never listened to James Dyson Invention. Eh, those are some of them. I'm sure you know J. Abraham, Dan Kennedy, Gary Halbert, based on where you are. Would you rather go the expert, make a couple of them with a small team, or a big business route and a brand? Why not both? I think there's many ways of getting rich. I think that's one of the coolest things about my channel. It's like we show you all these people who got rich in strawberries, children's books, tequila, kinkos, energy trading, software. There's a lot of ways of getting rich. I think it's figuring out which one works for you, but realizing it's just about starting it and there's so many ways of doing it. I think people say niche, it's just 
I think it's overused. It's not about niche. It's about finding a core group of customers who you can really oversaturate that are excited to see from you and hear from you. And I think people do too broad and nothing good. There's, there's nothing spicy on the dish. They're putting out stuff that's just generic that no one gives a shit about. So at least make something that some people care about. How do you push yourself out of the comfort zone? So one, it's good to be comfortable. It's nice being comfortable sometimes. I don't want to be cold and take cold showers and all this stuff that sucks. It's not a great way to live. When people are like, I cold shower every morning. I'm like, I like a warm shower. Yes, I do have a cold plunge and I'll do it on occasion. But you want to balance. And when you've challenged yourself in the past, I think you also realize how much more you can do and you do feel good about yourself. And so I've talked about the coffee challenge. That's where you ask for 10% off next time you buy coffee. And it's a little challenge that's simple that anyone can do. And then you realize you get rejected and you can move forward. You could do it as many times as you want and keep doing it and doing it. And I still keep doing it. And it's not that the fear goes away. You just kind of get better at it. And eventually you, you remove your ego and you disassociate that you're not getting rejected. It's just they don't want to give you a discount. And that's okay. And you can keep moving forward. Life gets in the way for everyone. Everyone's got problems. That's what I've been realizing this week is that everyone's kind of struggling or going through different stuff. What's the story you want to tell about yourself? When you're facing a challenging moment, like what are you going to tell yourself? So for me, when I'm on my bike and I'm struggling and it's tough on like a climb, I tell myself I'm built for this. And I just repeat that to myself. I say, I'm built for this. What's the story you tell yourself? Any strategies to keep on task during the main mundane task? I'll tell you one strategy I use when I do certain work. My rule is that when I start it, I can't do anything else. So that works for me. And it's very simple. I start writing something on my journal or I do a specific task. It's like, do not touch anything else. And I think one of the things about success, what I've seen for successful people is they trust themselves because they follow through with themselves. And so don't make it big things. Like I'm going to write a book and I can't do anything else until I write this book. I think when we put it such a big expectation, we're we're asking to fail. We're asking not to trust ourselves. So take a small task. Like I'm going to cut my nails and just cut your nails without doing something else. The other side of it is that when you're doing tasks and you want to be distracted, it's okay to be distracted sometimes. It's okay to fuck around. I think we're, the problem is, is that we get so like, oh no, I have to be perfectly optimized and perfected and productive 24-7. If I'm not, I'm bad. And some of the wealthiest people I know are also the laziest people I know. Can I translate your book into Spanish? I just bought the book and I'm an immigrant trying to make it in the lead gen agency game. I would do it in the language where you have an advantage. Again, I think about this a lot in life. I was doing real estate and I have six properties. I'm selling them. I'm reducing it. It's a headache and I can. there's other ways of living and making money without real estate. I think real estate's overrated. But I don't have an advantage in real estate. I have an advantage in YouTube. Like I know people, I've been doing it. Where's your advantage? And again, if you have a local language or if you live in a local city, that's your advantage that I can't compete with you on. I like real estate in the ego of showing people I own this property and I can say how many I have. From an investment standpoint, there's way better investments. The number one investment you could do is starting a business. You know when people say this, number one investment you could do is investigate yourself. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Buy my book. <laughs> no, I think the best investment from an investment return is a business. Like my AppSumo returns millions for me. And I've worked my ass off to get here. And ideally, everyone at AppSumo that's working their ass off, I want them to make a lot of money too. And all of our customers do well and our partners do well. And I think there's just better returns in real estate. And also, real estate's not liquid. You have to put up a lot of cash. Oh, no, but it's leverage. It's leverage. I can't tell you how many annoyances I deal with all this real estate shit. How many salespeople are in an AppSumo? I think our business development team is around 15 people. We do have the channel in Spanish. If you search my name in Espanol, you will see us on YouTube. Sergio, every idea has been done. So I would do it. And when you're doing it in an experiment, again, when you're starting a business, think of it as an experiment, not I'm starting a business. 
when you do an experiment, it's okay for it to fail, but go with the experiment and think about you're going to learn because it's an experiment. And most business ideas have done. But what you're kind of commenting on, this is a very common thing. I've seen it thousands of times, literally thousands of times. Oh, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition. Yeah, that's a way of you avoiding actually starting because you're afraid. And that's okay to be afraid. And so change your perspective to say, I'm going to try this out and experiment and have a good time and learn from it. And guess what? Maybe you'll succeed. And if not, this is getting your reps in. Most of the successful people I've seen, almost every single one, have had so many things that didn't work. I've never seen someone who's like, I'm going to do my, my first idea of make it really big. Almost none. Am I still hands-on? Yes. I'm day-to-day running AppSumo.com. I was just in a meeting till 7 p.m. with our product team. I was meeting with our marketing leader. I was meeting market lead with our sales leader. I have to follow up after this call with more meetings and work on AppSumo.com. Yeah, I, I work my ass off. I like it. Do I do visualization exercises? No, not really. I do think it's good to have dreams you're excited about. AppSumo in Latin America, we've considered it. It's not as much of an opportunity because a lot of the browsers now can translate the text. What are my dreams? One of my dreams is to have a kid next year. And my other dream is for this book to do exceptionally well. I think a million is a stretch. I think 100,000 is a reasonable goal for people to read it and not just read it. I don't need people to buy the book. I don't make, to be clear, I don't make money on this book. I paid a lot to the best writer in the world that will work on business books. His name is Tal Raz. I paid him a lot. I won't share his number. That's private. Then I've paid Charlie Hohen, who is one of my very good friends. And he helped Tim Ferriss, Tucker Max, and all these other people. Then I've hired uh, Tommy, who's doing all the book marketing. And then we were doing a lot of marketing on the book. And then when the book sells, I don't get money until we even sell, like, I don't know, 50,000 books, 25, which is very hard. And then after that, every book sold, I get a dollar. You don't get rich writing books. You get rich speaking, which is not my intent. I journal, I use Bear app. I, there's a book called Morning Pages, highly recommended. Go get the Morning Pages. It's a phenomenal book and it has a recommendation on it. But basically, I just journal every Monday and I just write out anything in my mind and I write out what things I'm looking forward to in the week. There's a lot more way I, I have my system, but that is just one way of how I specifically do journaling. Any tips on landing an internship for computer science? Build something that people then want to talk to you about. Most times people are like, oh, I want to be an intern. No, build something. So when you talk to someone, you have someone to talk about. Secondly, look within your own network to see if anyone's a computer science or works at a company that you can then ask to be a part of. It's much easier than uh, just hitting up people cold. What books do I recommend for personal development other than mine? No, I definitely recommend mine. I think most of business is not actually the business. That part's easy. It's the fear. And my book solves that. For personal development, I think Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, look at any book that's actually been around for 10 years. All these books that have been around for one year, I don't really give a shit. I'm like, look at the books that stand the test of time. And Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, there's a reason people recommend these. These are the ones that are great. And guess what? Read the book again. That's what people are like, tell me. No, no, read the same book that worked. How to Win Friends, Influence People. Another one, it's phenomenal. Whether you're trying to be in sales or just be a good person, it's a phenomenal book. So in my last company, Gambit, uh, it was a million dollar company. We were making a lot of money. I had partners that disagreed with me. And so like, I would take out a customer to Subway Sandwiches for $5 and they would complain. And I was like, I'm taking them out for $5. Or I flew a customer up and I had them sleep in my couch and they don't want to pay for the flight. And so at some point, stop being a victim you, me, and take your power back and go do something about it. And so I quit. I just said, hey, you guys can have the company and I'll go work for someone else for a little bit while I come up with some ideas. And eventually that's led to AppSumo, which is now doing where it is, you know, multi-million dollar business. But you have to figure out how do you take your power back in the situation? We victimize ourselves. We blame these other people. We blame this other stuff. How do you take your own power back in these situations? Hey, what's up, man? How can I leverage a major in marketing to find lucrative opportunities in Quiresome? Yeah, you don't learn that doing marketing in school. I majored at UC Berkeley in marketing and economics. The best way to do this stuff is to actually start businesses, especially 
especially as a college student, think about it as, as repetitions and getting your reps in. That's what people talk about. Every successful person has started so many things that were stupid and failed. So start a college book exchange, sell liquor in colleges, go do a t-shirt business, maybe just start posting on Instagram, do the law of 100 and do 100 posts on Instagram, sell your parents and your friends' parents stuff on different Ebays and Etsy's and Facebooks and marketplaces. Do the basic ones. And as you keep doing this, it will lead you in the right path. But starting and doing is going to get you there, not taking generally classes. What did I learn from the Kinko's guy? So he's a billionaire worth 2 billion. It's on the channel. I'll tell you the two things. He said he was stressed for 35 years running his company. And I will tell you with AppSumo, there's you know almost 100 teammates. There's a lot of customers, a lot of partners. It's stressful. It is really, really stressful. And I want to not be stressed for 35 years. I want to have a balance of being challenged, but not stressed. So I thought about that from him. I think that's probably the biggest one is just like, how do you, you stress is not always bad. There's a book called The Upside of Stress, which is pretty good. How do you have good stress consistently, not bad stress? Considerations for finding a coach. What up, Eric Parker? Which coaches have made the greatest impact in your life? I have a therapist I go to once a month that's been a huge impact. I have a health coach, Adam Gilbert from my body tutor. A lot of eating and health. Health is really about psychology. That's made a gigantic impact. I have a CEO coach. I use Eamon Al Abdullah. I also have a second CEO coach. I use Reboot.io. Those have made a huge impact just on providing some mirrors. And then lastly, a marketing coach, a guy named Moody, who was the CMO of Glassdoor and Zapier. How do you find him? I like hiring. So this is what irritates me about YouTube is I like going to the people who've done the thing I actually want to do, not someone who's made up bullshit. Oh, yeah, I'm a marketing guru. I'm like, what marketing have you done? Oh, no, dude, I've done it. You just can't see it. I want to hire the person that did it at a company that I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You did it there. There is a caveat. Sometimes when you're a part of the company, it doesn't mean you've done anything there. So you do have to dig on that to make sure they have. But generally, I want to go to the company or person and you'll be surprised for a thousand bucks. Most people will talk to you. Writing a book. I'll tell you all writing a book. is easy. Getting people to read a book is hard. Getting people to read a good book is even harder. Getting people to take action and change their life is damn near impossible. And I think we've gotten, we've figured it out, but uh, it's taken a lot of revisions to get here. The million dollar weekend, I mean, getting ideas for their business is actually trivial. And there's so many ways you can get business ideas. That's not the hard part. There's so many videos on ideas. If there's so many ways of getting ideas and having it, what's the problem? And the problem is fear. How do you make getting customers easy? And that's the part that we can help you solve. How many hours per week do I work? That's always an interesting question because I think it's the wrong question. And I hate when people say it's the wrong question. It's more what's the output. And the output is pretty good to run a million person YouTube channel, which I appreciate being a part of, a book that I think is going to do well, do my best to be a good boyfriend to my girlfriend, and then run, help run an $80 million business. Like That's what I output on a weekly basis. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it. You know, Two things on this coaching thing. I don't think anything is too broad. I think you should try to see, hey, is this something that people actually want to pay money for? I, I, what I've noticed from accountability coaching is no one actually really wants to pay for it. The whole point though is go find out so that you can then find the thing they do want to pay for. All right, here's how to choose a business idea in 30 seconds. One, what is a problem that you have today that you would be excited to pay someone to solve and that you can find at least one other person that you think could be a customer for you? That's the best business idea. So I am flying someone to live with me for 48 hours, just like the book says, and we're gonna go through the book together and we'll see what we can do. And then yes, we're putting, we're, we're going to record it. And then I'm going to do a live stream of the book as we get closer to the launch date. Yeah, I struggle with confidence. We all do. And, and you know how you fix struggling with confidence? Practice. You go and do it. Like this book, I've done it myself. I've helped other people do it. I've seen it. So my confidence is high. 
when I first started writing it, I was like, oh, do I really, can I do this? Even though I've done it myself so many times, I've worked for literally Zuckerberg. I worked at mint.com. I worked for Microsoft. I've started so many different businesses that I've worked. And it's through practicing others doing it that built up my confidence. That is a wrap. I hope you love the episode as much as we did making it for you. If you want to be a part of a future office hours, youtube.com slash at Noah Kagan. Make sure you like and subscribe so you get notified of the next time. As well, book at okdork.com. Email me if you want to be part of our exclusive book launch team to see everything that goes down and launching a book. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's leave some podcast reviews together. Finally, a couple of shout outs to the amazing team who makes all this happen. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for doing these episodes and stepping up when I needed you. Thank you, man. Thank you to Jeremy, Cam, Tommy, Sylvie, and all the dork team for the magic y'all do. Have a wealthy day. What's your favorite fruit? Don't say pineapple.